0: Just a quick disclaimer, I am not a medical professional. I do not claim to be. I am just telling you about my experience with coronavirus, relaying things that medical professionals have said to me along the way. And even though I tested negative at the advice of medical professionals, I am going to pretend like I still have it in the sense that I have to have no symptoms for three days before I can stop self isolating. So that means I can go to the grocery store again. But what makes it so scary is the fact that I was so careful. With all of this, I always had a face mask, I always wore gloves, I always had hand sanitizer and I would sanitize everything I brought into the house with Lysol wipes and I could have still gotten it. So that's really unnerving, but you just really have to be careful and just please don't go out unless you have to and just listen to the CDC and their regulations for the coronavirus. Hi, everybody. It's Meg. Welcome back to the Love You Mean It podcast. For this week, I'll be doing a solo episode, and it's a serious topic. It's about my experience with coronavirus. Now, I did get tested for the coronavirus. It came out negative. But a lot, I think it's about 30% of people that take the test for coronavirus that actually have it get a false negative. So it's very possible that I could still have it. Um, I will talk about that later. But it's been quite a journey for me this week. I've been through a lot and I just wanted to talk to you guys about what I was feeling and what I did and basically just what happened. So I'm going to walk you through my week. So about, it was over a week ago now, but I, it was just a normal day. And all of a sudden I started feeling this chest pressure and it just felt like a 10 pound weight was sitting on my chest And so imagine that weight on your chest, and then imagine trying to breathe. You really can't get a deep enough breath. It feels like you're trying to breathe, but you're almost stopped from getting a full breath, if that makes sense. And I don't know if any of you have ever felt shortness of breath in your life, not from like walking up a flight of stairs or running too much or anything, but from like an illness maybe you had pneumonia or something like that. It's really unnerving to feel like you can't breathe. I have never luckily had any lung or heart issues in my life. So this was uncharted territory for me. I had no idea what I was feeling. I've never felt this way before. And At first, I thought it could be anxiety because I do have anxiety. I have clinical anxiety, but I've had so many panic attacks in my life and I know what they feel like and this was different than that. So that's what was so worrisome. Obviously, I think my anxiety added to how I was feeling, which made it even worse. And so basically, I just had this chest pressure. I had shortness of breath. I felt dizzy, I had body aches, and I had headaches. And so honestly, I just felt like shit. I felt really tired, but I couldn't sleep because I felt like I couldn't breathe. And there were times when in the middle of the night, I'd be sound asleep. And then I'd be, I would wake myself up like not being able to breathe. And it was so scary. And all I could do was just cry. And I felt so alone and I just was so lost. I didn't know what to do. I call, I'm not quarantining with my mom or my parents. I am quarantining with my boyfriend, John, who has been the biggest angel through this. I'll talk to you about that later. He didn't know how to help me. And so I would just call my mom and just cry because I just wanted my mom when I felt like that. I it was just like a primal instinct. I just wanted my mom to comfort me. And the sad thing is that she couldn't do anything to help me. And so I just had no idea what to do. And so John took it upon himself to contact one of his friends that had coronavirus. And she was such a big help to me Throughout this process and I have so much love and I'm so grateful for her because without her I don't know what I would have done but she was just kind of talking us through what to do and she actually gave me the number for the Yale New Haven Hospital hotline and it's all about coronavirus even if you just have any questions about symptoms or anything like that you can call Or if you yourself have symptoms, if you're in the area, I highly recommend calling. I'm sure a lot of hospitals in your area would have the same thing. But so basically, I just called this number. I'll give you guys the number. It's 833-275-9644. And once again, that's 833-275-9644. And so I called this hotline and I spoke to someone and they took down my information. They took down my name, my number, my email, my address, occupation, um, insurance information, all this stuff. And then they referred me to a physician that works at Yale New Haven Hospital. And I spoke with her and she was just telling me that I was a presumed case that she thought that I had it and that I should get tested. And she was so nice. She just justified how I felt, how scared I was. And she was like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. We'll get you tested. She was honestly the most nurturing doctor I've ever experienced. Um, so I think that's really important, especially because I was feeling so scared and she just really validated how I felt. And I was nervous too, because I wasn't presenting the hallmark symptoms of coronavirus. I didn't have, you know, the fever. I didn't have a dry cough. Well, I did have a little bit of a fever. The highest it ever got was like a hundred which isn't like crazy. That's like a very mild fever, but it's still something. Um, And so I I didn't have a dry cough. I didn't have chills. I didn't have a sore throat. So I didn't have a lot of the main symptoms, which is why I was like, oh, maybe I don't have this, but let me just see if it is something because I knew it was definitely something respiratory or having to do with my heart. And which is serious. So that's why I decided to do something. The doctor ordered a test for me. And then I went, it was so quick. She said, "Um, all right, I'll order the test. Like, can you take it today? I said, yes. And then I called, or a little bit later, the testing site called me. It looked like spam, but the doctor told me to answer it. She's like, if you get a phone call soon, that looks like spam. Just answer it because it's our scheduler. So I answered it. I spoke with a scheduler. She scheduled me for like an hour later that same day. So I was able to get in super quick. And it was um, the testing facility I went was, I believe, the Yale New Haven biomedical building. And it was just a drive-through test. And I'll give you the address for that. It's 150 Sergeant Drive in New Haven on Long Wharf. It's like right near the Ikea, if you know where that is. And so I just went there and I I asked if I could bring someone in the car with me because I was so nervous. I felt so shitty. And so she said that if we, the person and I were both wearing masks, that we could both be in the car together. So John and I both had masks on and we drove to the testing facility. And I didn't have the typical test. A lot of people... Talk about super long swabs basically being shoved up into your brain. And then you, a lot of people just gag because it just trips your gag reflex. But I did not have that. I had a test where they took a swab, it was just like a normal one, and they just did little circles around my nostrils. And that was it. It maybe took 10 seconds at the most and that was it, and then that was on a Friday. I got my results on a Monday. I still felt really shitty throughout the whole weekend, and then I woke up Monday morning to, and it was kind of like an email, so basically um, Yale New Haven uses this app. I'm sure other hospitals use it as well. It's called MyChart, and this is really cool because it has your whole medical history, Um, and so you can share it with like hospitals and doctors and stuff like that. And it also has like sections of the app where you can find out your test results or just whatever that information you need to know. You can communicate with your doctor through it. It's a really great app. I didn't know about it beforehand, but I'm glad I do know about it. And so I found out through there that I tested negative. And honestly, I just started crying because if I, I was actually sad that I didn't have it because I was like, oh, like, then what am I feeling? Like, I wanted an explanation. I wanted a diagnosis for how I was feeling. And when I didn't get that, it was even more unnerving. And so I was so shocked. I didn't know what to do. And so I just spent the whole day, like, in bed, just, like, crying on and off, frantically looking on my phone. And... I came across a lot of articles that said people were getting false negatives and about a third of people get false negatives. And so I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy. And in the message from the physician, it wasn't like she wrote it. It was just like an automated thing. It said, like, you've tested negative. And then it said, like, even if you have tested negative, it doesn't mean that you don't have it. It just depends on the specimen collected, so if it wasn't collected properly, or it really depends on the timing of it. So if you're too early or too late in your progress, it might not come up as being a positive test, even though you have it. And so that was really confusing to me. It still is confusing to me. Um, I still don't know if I have it, although I'm pretty sure I do because I don't know what else this would be. And I'll get into more of that later. So I did get the test. I was tested negative and I just didn't honestly know what to do. And so I was like, okay, like I'll just wait, I guess, because the doctor said that. Um, When I spoke to her on the phone that I could expect a call with the results. So she called me later that day and she said, okay, like you've tested negative. How are you feeling? And I just told her I was feeling the same. There was no improvement. I actually felt worse than I had before. And she said, okay, like, you know, we'll keep in touch. And if you need to get retested, we'll retest you. And so I was like, okay, like, and she said, it's, it sounds like it could be a false negative. A lot of people are getting those, but we just have to make sure. And so I still haven't heard back from her yet. I'm still waiting on that call. Like days passed, and then it got so bad. Like I had two days that I just like was nonstop crying. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't sleep. I didn't, want to eat anything I could barely stand up but that's actually really important with coronavirus to stand up because if you just lay down your lungs can fill with liquid and you can actually get pneumonia so it's really important about like every hour to get up and just walk around and if you have coronavirus like you can't obviously leave your house so just kind of walk around your apartment or your house in your safe area, like your designated quarantine area, and just walk around. That's super important. Um, just do anything to like get your blood pumping. Obviously not. Don't do like a full workout, but like if you, I did like a couple squats and just tried to get my heart rate up a little bit, just to stay moving. And I think that did help. And also laying on my stomach helped with the chest pressure. That just kind of alleviated it when it was really, really bad. So I would just lay on my stomach for as long as I needed until the pain went away. It didn't work every time, but it worked. It did help alleviate some of the pain. So it got really, really bad um, after I got tested. And then... A couple days after I found out that I didn't, that I tested negative for it, I thought I was having a heart attack because I felt all this pressure in my chest and it was worse than it had ever been. All my symptoms were worse than it had ever been. And I was just like, okay, you know what? Like, If it's not coronavirus, then I could be having a heart attack or something. Like, I could have a heart issue that I didn't know about so i'm going to go to get this looked at so i went to yale new haven the emergency room it was honestly really scary like because i walked in and they had like partitions blocked off so basically like you couldn't even walk in past the front door there was someone standing there and she was like oh like how can i help you and i just told her my symptoms and she was like, okay, come over here. So they had me sit in this chair in like the lobby and they did my vital signs and they took down my information. And then they brought me into the back. They um, they admitted me into the hospital and I was laying in a bed and I had to change into a gown and everything. And I had a PA come in and she just talked to me, recorded my symptoms again again took some vitals and then she was like okay we're gonna run some tests so I was there for about seven hours and it was a really long day I was poked and prodded I had all this different stuff happening I couldn't have anybody in the room with me which is really scary they wouldn't let John pass the lobby so basically he was with me the first time i got my vitals taken and then they asked him to leave so he just sat in the car for seven hours because i kept saying like it's okay you can go home you can go home like i'll just let you know when i'm ready and like when i'm discharged and he was like no i don't want to leave you like this isn't a good area i don't want you waiting around here like i want to be here when you're done and he was so sweet and just made me feel so much better even though he wasn't physically with me he was texting me the whole time and just being super reassuring and that really showed me a lot about who he is as a person and it made me love him so much more for just like being a rock for me because I really needed it I didn't have anybody like I was by myself all day and like all these random people were just coming in and I kept feeling chest pressure and I'd have to keep getting up and walking around in my little like room. And so basically they just ran a bunch of different tests on me. They took, they put an IV in, I got some fluids and then I did a urine test. I did a chest x-ray. I did two EKGs, which measure like your heartbeat and if you have any issues with your heart. So I had two EKGs and then they did a bunch of blood tests and they also did a chest ultrasound and everything came back normal. The doctor came in to speak with me after like all my tests were done and he just said I honestly don't know like what it could be. He was like it could be your history of anxiety but I really don't think it is that I spoke with my psychiatrist about that and she said it didn't sound like my medication was causing it or anything so she wasn't sure and then the doctor also said it could be COVID and that was something that I like I wanted to have a diagnosis, but I also didn't want to have it at the same time. It was like really confusing. And the fact that they couldn't tell me if I had it or not was really scary. And they said, well, it's too soon for you to be tested again. It might show up negative again, and then you could still have it. So we'd have to wait and see how you feel. At first I was like, when before all of this happened, I was like, Oh, well, like I can't have it because John's not sick. And then apparently, I started reading a bunch of articles again. And then my mom was telling me stuff, also, as well, that a lot of people show to be like they don't show any symptoms, they're asymptomatic, which is so scary about this coronavirus because you could have it and not know it and think you're fine and like go to the grocery store and go to work and go do all these things and just not have it. Like John's friend that had the coronavirus that was tested positive for it, she had all the symptoms of it, was super sick for about two weeks, but her fiance lived with her and he never had any symptoms, but he also had it. So it it's that's what's really unnerving about this you just I don't know everyone's different everyone presents different symptoms and I don't think doctors really know what to do they're trying to treat this as it comes and there's still a lack of testing it's getting a lot it came a long way but it took way too long to get to this point there's still a lack of testing And there's still just a lack of, like, general knowledge of how this presents. It depends on your age and, like, your gender and your makeup and all this different stuff. Like, there's different, I guess, strains of it. Like, there's different severities. Some people are barely sick and then other people are in the ICU. It's like there's all these different ranges and that's what makes this so scary. I still don't know if I have it. I'm pretty sure I do. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So yeah, if you guys have any questions for me about my experience or about what to do, um, even if I don't have it, I'm like almost glad this happened because now I can help myself if I get sick and I can help other people and just like give them advice because like I so needed that person when I was sick and didn't know what to do. And I would gladly be that person for someone else. And yeah, so I'm just, I still feel pretty shitty. I'm getting better. The past two days, I've been pretty good compared to what I was. And yeah, so if you guys have any questions at all, if you need any support or anything like that, feel free to DM the Instagram feel free to DM my personal Instagram and thank you guys for listening I hope you guys all stay safe and healthy and love you mean it